All right, welcome back. It's the Avid Investor Podcast with me, your host, Josh Adamek. And today we're going to talk about wholesaling. Um, how do you get started wholesaling? What is wholesaling? And, you know, how do you monetize it? And so here we go. Let's dive into some details. Um, if you remember, if you recall, if, you, if you've been following the episode since the beginning, if you've been following the podcast early on, I talked about three main ways to make money in uh, residential real estate, wholesaling, retailing, also known as flipping and cash flow, long-term plays, uh, rentals, you know, uh, uh, um, cash flow properties, whatever you want to call it. So over the next three episodes, including this one, I'm going to dive into the details of each one of those um, facets, each one of those strategies of, of investing in real estate. And today we're going to talk about wholesaling. Um, you know, as I mentioned uh, many, many times, um, you know, I'm involved with Acre of Pittsburgh, our local Rio Real Estate Investors Association. And I get the opportunity to meet of a lot of of a lot of new investors, a lot of people that are just getting started in the business, just learning about the business, and you know immediately they're they're geared towards wholesaling. I want to be a wholesaler. I want to wholesale properties. Uh, they see um, you know uh, the blogs, the you know the podcast, the um, <clears throat> the uh, you know different online platforms that are talking about, you know, wholesaling is easy. Wholesaling is, uh, is the best way to get started in real estate, you know, it requires no money, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, you know, I wanted to dive into the details, my thoughts, my opinions on, on wholesaling. Um, you know, is that a good strategy to get started? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, is that a good way to make money? Absolutely, you can make money in wholesaling real estate. Um, so let's go. Let's uh, let's talk about the, the the details there. So first off, what is wholesaling? Um, wholesaling is wholesaling real estate is you know basically what it sounds like. You're buying you're buying you're you're buying a property. You're securing a property. You're getting equitable interest in a property, and you're going to pass it along to another investor. You know, with doing little to no work uh, on that property. Uh, you may gain control of that property through equitable interest, meaning you you secure the property with a contract, uh, a sales agreement, an option agreement. You put down some hand money, you have equitable interest in that property, and then you're going to sell that equitable interest to somebody who's going to go through, um, who's going to close on that property. Or you know, there's there's times where you're wholesaling properties, you purchase the property, you know, maybe you're buying properties and maybe you're you're on another level, you're buying properties in bulk and then uh, you're going to you're going to uh, break them out and sell them individually or sell them in smaller portfolios to to different investors. So it's basically, you know, buying as is and selling as and selling as is, you know, wholesaling it, you know, if you're going to go into retailing, you're going to buy it, you're going to fix it up, and then you're going to sell it to a retail buyer. Typically wholesaling, you're buying um, a distressed property and you're selling it to another investor who's going to take it to the next level, who's going to do that rehab or who's going to do, who's going to clean it up and keep it in portfolio. So wholesaling is buying and selling as is. First things first, if you're going to wholesale properties, if you're going to do anything um, in in regards to real estate investment, investing or business or anything like that, check with your attorney first. I'm not an attorney. I'm not giving you legal advice. I'm giving you strategies that I've used in the past that uh, that maybe I've used in the past that other investors uh, have used in the past. But things are spe state specific. And when you're going to get into a, a, a legally binding contract, if you're going to get into business, 
can check with your attorney first. Um, make sure you're using the proper agreements. Make sure you're 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 legal within the the state, the jurisdiction that you're operating in. Um, because again, proper preparation prevents poor performance. And the last thing you want to do is get out there, you know, start wholesaling properties, you know, blow up end up doing, you know, dozens of deals per year. And then you have an issue, you find out you did it wrong or you did it illegally. And then it goes back. I mean, they'll, they'll go back and they'll, they'll look at it. They'll, they'll look at your history, all the transaction you you've done. If, if you've done something that was illegal, if you've assigned contracts and you know, you're not permitted to assign, uh, you didn't pay the po proper transfer tax. I mean, that's, that's huge. You know, it, it, uh, you could be, you could be liable for, you know, a lot of money. So, so check with your attorney and make sure you're doing this, um, you're make sure you're doing this legally. Um, and again, you know, when you want to wholesale properties, you typically gain an equitable interest in that property and you sell that uh, uh, sell that property to, you know, another investor for a margin, for a markup, for a profit. Um, so let's talk about that. Uh, let's let's break down that details. Now, you know, the legal side, you know, got to get that out there make sure you're state specific. You know, you're securing those properties with a sales agreement. Um, you know, make sure that's uh, that's a legit, you know, if you're in Pennsylvania, like we are PA, uh, make sure it's PA state specific. Uh, make sure you you tell full disclosure with your attorney. Tell them what you're looking to do. They'll provide you with the proper documentation to get it done legally, um, ethically, morally. Um, and, and, you know, make sure you follow those guidelines, follow those, you know, in each transaction that you do. Uh, but, you know, when you want to wholesale properties, as I said, um, you know, uh, a lot of people say, a lot of people teach, a lot of people preach that wholesaling is a good way to get started in real estate um, because, you know, a lot of people say and teach and preach that wholesaling re requires little to no money. So is that true? Yes. To an extent, can you wholesale properties without a huge marketing budget, uh, without an office, without a staff, without a team, uh, without a ton of resources? Yes, it can be done. However, it requires time. In my opinion, it's very hard to wholesale houses if you're still working a full-time job. Um, why? Because when you do your marketing, you whatever type of marketing, can it be done? Absolutely, it can be done. Um, but, you know, things may move a little bit slower than you'd like. Here's why. When you market for properties, you know, if you're going to send out mailers, if you're going to um, if you're going to do some robo, you know, some calling or, you know, some call banks or whatever type of marketing you're going to do, you got to be available to take those leads. Um, you got to be you got to be available to answer the phone. You got to be available to take those calls. And maybe if you're working a full time job, you do have the availability, but you have to be available when those leads hit. You got to take those calls. You got to be available to follow up. You got to be available to set appointments and you know, you got to work around the seller schedule. You know, not every seller is available to meet you after hours or on the weekends or, you know, whenever your free time is. You know, when I was uh, when I was wholesaling uh, a lot of homes, you know, it was I was when I started when I started doing volume wholesaling, um, you know, it's it was my full time thing. So, you know, when I, when when I had a lead hit, I take the call. 
I'd set the appointment. I go look at it. You know, we do the proper agreements, documentation, and and I was off. And then, you know, on the on the on the on the flip side, on the opposite side, you know, once you've secured that deal and you're marketing, you know, the property for sale uh, to other investors, you have to be available to show them the house. Um, you know, you have to be available to get over and, and show them the property and, and work around their schedule. So um, you have to be available. You have to have time. You have to dedicate some time when you're wholesaling. Uh, property. So let's 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 go into that a little bit further. Um, you know, how do you find these deals? How do you find uh, these opportunities? Uh, you know, wholesaling is two part two parts. You need you need deals, you need opportunities, and you need buyers. So what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Uh, that's that's a trade off. I mean, that's a that's a personal opinion. Um, you know, that's that's you know different different wholesalers work different strategies. Um, and you know. Neither neither strategy is right or wrong. I know, you know, there's there's a number of wholesalers out there that, you know, go out and secure the deal and market to the masses, uh, secure a buyer and, you know, close out the transaction. I know some other very successful wholesalers uh, that just work with a smaller group of buyers and more so, you know, they 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 work with their buyers and and they know what type of properties their buyers are looking for. They know, you know, when their buyers are ready for another project and they 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 fill their their buyer's pipeline, so they market for a specific type of property, um, and they have, you know, 10, 20, you know, 10, 15, 20 buyers that that are their go-to buyers um, that they just you know f- feed them and fill their pipeline. So again, neither one is right or wrong. Um, it's just different strategies, different you know ways of thinking uh, when it comes to wholesaling properties. So, how do you find the deals? How do you market for deals? Um, you know. I've said many, many times over the last couple of weeks that, you know, there's market cycles. uh, And in my opinion, you know, we're at the top of a market cycle. So top of a market cycle creates, you know, more competition. And, you know, it's it right now in the market, it's harder. There's a lot of competition. So it's harder to secure secure deals than it was maybe six months ago, 12 months ago, 24 months ago. can you still find deals? Yes, absolutely. I mean, we still buy houses almost every week. Um, but how do you find those deals? How do you stand out from the competition? Uh, what what can you do um, to you know find those deals? What are different way, uh, strategies, different ways of marketing? I mean, there's there's countless ways to market for properties. Um, you know, you just have to. You know, if you're new to the business, you have to, you know, you have to try different strategies, see what what works. You have to look at your marketing budget. How much money do you have to allocate towards towards marketing to to securing these deals? If you have a large marketing budget, um, you know, you can do some direct mailers. You can you can buy lists. Um, you know, there's list brokers out there. You can get the county data. You can you can query the data. You can create your own lists if you know how to do that. Um, if you don't know how to do that, you can find a list broker. Uh, give the list broker the criteria of, you know, what, what you're looking for as far as leads, you know, are you looking for, um, probates? Are you looking for, you know, pre foreclosures? Are you looking for, um, you know, uh, landlords that have owned their, owned their home for more than 15 years where the, uh, 
where the tax bill uh, or, or property owners that have owned their home for more than 15 years, where the tax bill goes somewhere other than the property address. Um, you know, sometimes that sometimes that means that, you know, there's a mortgage on the property and it's going to the uh, to the lien holder. Um, you know, sometimes that that mailing address means that, you know, somebody owns the property. It's a, it's an investment property and the tax bill goes to their P.O. box or their office or wherever they 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 get their mail. So um, you can break down those lists. You can give the list broker the criteria of of what you're looking for. If you're working with a list broker, you know, sometimes they can provide an email. Sometimes they can provide a phone number. Uh, sometimes, you know, you get the, the mailing address. You can send the mailers. You can do the calls. You can do the text. But again, you know, you got to make sure whatever type of marketing you're doing, it's 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 legal marketing. I know a big thing right now is the do not call list. Um, so if you're if you're if you're, you know, doing a robo call or a call bank, you just got to watch, you know, what you're doing, you know, make sure um you've ran it through the, the, the do not call list. You're, you're not, uh, you know, you're not putting yourself at risk for, for fines or penalties or anything like that. Um, so you got your list brokers, uh, you have, you know, of course the internet, um, you have the, the, the click funnels, the CRMs. Um, there's a lot of platforms out there where you got to sign, you can sign up for, uh, you know, click funnel, a CRM where they'll, they'll build, uh, the click funnel through social media, um, through different, you know, um, outlets on the internet through different platforms on the internet. And there's the internet lead generation. Of course, there's Google AdWords. Um, so you got your mailers, you got your calls, you got, uh, um, you know, your, your internet, your CRM, um, you know, there's old school ways, old school, old school ways. There's bandit signs again with bandit signs before you go plaster the town with bandit signs, make sure you're doing it legally. Um, you know, there's, uh, a, a, the city of Pittsburgh, again, where we're at, a lot of local municipalities have, have restrictions on hanging signs, um, you know, in the, uh, in the public right away, uh, which means, you know, telephone poles are, are off limits. Um, you know, and certainly do not hang signs on a stop sign. I mean, you know, I see that time and time again, people, people end up, you know, hanging signs at intersections and you're driving around, you see a, we buy houses sign, um, you know, taped or, or strapped to a stop sign, you know, or an intersection, you know, God forbid somebody gets hurt. Um, guess who's liable for that? You block, you block the, um, intersection you've taken somebody's uh somebody's you know attention away from you know driving and and you know cause an accident you know you could be liable for that so before you hang up signs you know make sure you're um one if there's if you need to get a sign permit if you can get a sign permit get your permit um you know when where you're hanging the signs just be be you know um cautious of of where you're hanging those signs good place to hang signs is on a property that you already own It's private property um if you have uh if you have a friend that you know owns uh owns a um a, a building or or a property you know on a main on a main road you know those great great places to to hang signs but again see if there's any restrictions as far as permitting or anything like that for signs um you know years ago uh we we've we we've done really well as far as lead generation, uh, with, you know, hanging signs, um, in areas that we were permitted to hang signs. Um, you know, and we talked about sending mailers, uh, mailers can be a good, 
good conversion. Um, you know, we've, uh, again, years ago, we did, uh, we did some yellow letters, uh, some handwritten yellow letters and there's, there's, there's platforms online, yellowlettersComplete.com. There's websites like that where you can buy your, your yellow letters. I know postcards are big right now. I get a whole stack of them, you know, every week and, and, and from the, from the post office, um, a lot of people send postcards because you can send, you know, a whole lot more postcards, uh, for, you know, your money than, than sending letters or, or cards or things like that. The post is, is cheaper, the print's cheaper. Um, so, you know, there's different ways to market through mailers. Um, you know, there's, there's the old school way that, um, you know, nobody talks about, nobody wants to do this, but it requires work, but you know, there's door knocking, um, go find your target area, uh, you know, walk around, knock on doors, talk to people, talk to the neighbors. Uh, I, I've done this before. We've done this a lot in the past. You know, we're working on a, on a property in the neighborhood. We'll circle the neighborhood, just knock on the doors, introduce ourselves, talk to people. But again, you know, you got to watch, make sure you're, you're, um, uh, you're, you're doing this legally. Um, some neighborhoods, some boroughs, uh, some cities have, you know, no soliciting, um, requirements where, you know, you may need a permit to, uh, uh, to, to go around and, and knock, um, you know, knock on the doors and talk to people. That's kind of a gray area in my opinion. Um, because, you know, when we, when we knock on doors, when we do some door knocking, you know, we're not selling anything, you know, we're not going door to door selling, selling vacuum cleaners or, you know, selling, you know, anything like that. You know, we're not selling, um, baseball tickets or, or, you know, we're not, uh, uh, we're not offering anything for sale. We're just going around knocking on the doors, talking to people, you know, maybe we have a flyer telling them what we do, but we're not looking to sell anything. It, it, we're actually looking to, to buy things. So, you know, uh, uh, are we soliciting? Maybe, maybe not. But anyways, uh, just check with the municipality before you, you go out and do that. So door knocking, door knocking can be huge. And here's why, um, you know, we drive through neighborhoods all day long, you know, every day, uh, we're always, you know, active in, in buying real estate, looking at new projects, checking on our current projects. And it's amazing. It's amazing. You know, the difference you see when you get out of your car and you walk through the neighborhood versus driving through the neighborhood at 15, 20, 25 miles an hour, you know, 35 miles an hour, whatever the speed limit is. When you slow down, go, uh, walk and go door to door you see a whole lot more. Um, and, and every time, I mean, you come across, uh, you know, the little old lady or the little old man on, on the street, you know, who, who will sit down, have a conversation with you and tell you everything about every house on in the neighborhood. She'll tell you that that house over there has been, been vacant for two years. And the guy across the street, you know, it's his sister that owns the property and, and, you know, they, they need to sell it. So, so those are the conversations that happen when you, when you get out of the car and you talk to people. And I know a lot of people don't talk about this. A lot of people don't preach it or teach it um, because it's not something that you can really systematize. It's not something that's, that's quick. It's not something that's, that's efficient. Um, but you know, when it comes down to it, you know, if you want to be the wholesaler, you got to find the deals and you got to find the deals and the opportunities that, that nobody else is finding. So a great way to do that is by doing things that nobody else is doing. Um, 
So if you can go out, knock on some doors, walk the neighborhoods, talk to people. If you can hang some, if you can hang some flyers on the door handle or something, again, check with the borough and the municipality, um, the city that you're in, make sure that you're permitted to do that. Um, Cause the last thing you want to do is go around the neighborhood, hand out a bunch of flyers and then start getting calls from the code enforcement officer telling you that you're not permitted to do that. And you better go get, get your flyers or get your signs, you know, or else they're going to start issuing and imposing fines. So, um, you know, that's a great way to market for properties. Um, so you've got your properties. How do you find your buyers? Um, how do you find your buyers or do the buyers come first and then you find the properties again, that's your opinion. Um, or that's, that's going to be up to you. That's going to be your strategy. Um, but how do you find your buyers? Uh, there's a number of ways to find buyers. I mean, you know, I'm a buyer. If you want to go find me, if you want to go find deals that meet my criteria, you know, we'll buy them. But how do you find more guys like me? Uh, join your local RIA. I've talked about that many, many times. Uh, a RIA is a real estate investors association. It's a club for people that want to network and invest in real estate. Uh, if you're if you're in Pittsburgh, if you're in and around Pittsburgh, you know, I'm a member of, of Acre of Pittsburgh. I have been for many, many years. If you want to check it out, the website's acrepgh.org. Uh, anyone's welcome as a guest. Uh, Acre is a subchapter of, of National RIA. Uh, if you're not in Pittsburgh, go check out the National RIA website and find a chapter that's that's in your city, that's in your town chances are pretty good. If there's not one in your town, there's probably a subchapter of National RIA relatively close by. So find your local RIA, start going to the meetings, start networking with people. Um, you know, when you go to your RIA, there's going to be all different types of investors. There's going to be wholesalers. There's going to be, there's going to be flippers. There's going to be retailers. There's going to be, you know, your, your long-term guys, your, your, your older uh, guys and, and girls, there's going to be your long-term investors, uh, people that have been in, in the business for 20, 30 years that, you know, have big, big portfolios that, you know, maybe or may, may or may not still be actively buying, but, you know, get to those clubs, get to those organizations, start talking with people, start, start networking, start seeing what, what kind of uh, deals they're looking for. Um, you know, if you don't have a local RIA or in addition to joining your local RIA, uh, go on the Internet, um, social media, go on, go on Facebook, uh, find um, find the, uh, the, the the club or the group um, that's in your area. I know, again, in Pittsburgh, we have Pittsburgh real estate investors on Facebook. There's something like 20,000 active members on there. Um a uh, big chunk of those people are local. Uh, there's some, you know, some people that aren't local, but still, still tune in and still invest in real estate. So that's how you build your buyers list. Can you, can you go to a list broker and can you, can you buy a list of buyers of cash buyers? Yes, absolutely. You can do that. I've never done it. Um, I, you know, I've, I've been able to, you know, um, when I was wholesaling, actually, when I was wholesaling properties big, it was it was kind of like um, it was pre social media. Um, you know, it was like kind of when when Craigslist was just kind of catching on. So we're going back, um, you know, I want to say uh, 10 plus years ago. Uh, so things have changed, you know, and, you know, business models have adapted since then. But I'm giving you strategies that that some of the strategies that I've used in the past, but also uh, some of the strategies that I see, you know, other investors doing and, and, and working. So uh, you, you find, there's ways to find your deals. There's ways to find your buyers. Um, and then, you know, wholesaling is is bringing, bringing the two together. Um, 
securing the deals, securing the buyers. A couple of tips that I have on, on wholesaling real estate um, that, that are very important, in my opinion, is you need to look at wholesaling as a volume business, a volume business. So you want to create value as the wholesaler. Uh, you want to find solid deals, solid opportunities that make sense to um, to real buyers. Uh, you want to build a relationship, build a rapport with those buyers where you can do repeat business, volume business. Um, in my opinion, you shouldn't be looking to knock it out of the park, you know, with these gigantic fees, uh, you know, when you close a deal and, and, and move and sell marginal deals uh, to these investors or to, to your buyers. Um, in my opinion, you know, it's it you're you're much further ahead if you build a relationship with real go-to buyers pass the opportunity off make a reasonable fee um in wholesaling what is a reasonable fee i mean you know that's to be determined uh you know for a long long time you know it, it was always preached you should make five grand on a wholesale deal you should make five grand on a wholesale deal I've seen fees all over the place. You know, I've seen fees as little as 500 bucks or a thousand bucks or 15, 1500 bucks. I've seen fees upwards of six figures. It depends on the deal. I mean, you know, it's, it, it depends on the deal. It depends on the opportunity. It depends on the deal that you've secured and the opportunity that you're passing on to the buyer. There is no set fee when it, when, when it comes to wholesaling, it comes, you know, you know, some, some, some wholesalers have the mentality, I got to make 10 grand on this deal. Well, what if the deal doesn't support a $10,000 fee? You know, what if this deal supports a $1,500 fee? Okay. Look at your, look at your volume, look at your volume business. Um, are you able to secure this property and are you allowed to, are you, are you able to pass it on for a margin and make some money? You know, whether it's 1500 bucks or 10 grand or 30 grand, you know, whatever, whatever that number is, whatever that margin is, it's a volume business, you know, make sure you're providing value to your buyers. Um, you know, some, op, some wholesalers I see operate off the greater fool theory. They sign up a garbage house, put it out there and, you know, try to sell it for, you know, a crazy, a crazy margin. Will it sell? Yes, maybe it'll sell, but that's the greater fool theory. You're banking on, on somebody buying that house that doesn't know what they're doing because they're going to overpay for a garbage house in a garbage area. Um, yes, you've made your wholesale fee, but in my opinion, you've done a disservice to, um, to, you know, more or less the industry as a whole, the business as a whole, um, because you're passing garbage houses for, you know, higher prices, overpriced houses that, uh, that don't make sense. Um, and you're doing that, uh, not, not that you're, you know, li could be liable or anything like that. Could you maybe, maybe not if you didn't disclose something, um, that, that you are aware of, but you know, you're, if, if you want to, if you want to work with, with buyers, potential, you know, potential buyers that, that really don't know what they're doing, you know, what's the likelihood that they're, they're going to close on that property, that they're going to, that they're going to have the funding available, that, that, that they're going to close on that purchase. And then that, that they're going to come back and, and be a repeat buyer for you. Um, you know, that's to be determined. But again, in my opinion, you know, if you want to wholesale properties, if you want to be a wholesaler, you should build a, build a relationship with, with, with with buyers that are in the business that understand the business that consistently buy houses and you want to feed their machine you want to you want to continue 
continuously sell properties to your go-to buyers. Why? Um, because when you build a relationship with a go-to buyer, whether that's me or whether that's somebody else that's that's in the business for a long, long time, uh, you'll learn that when you have a, a real uh, go-to buyer that's in the business, they always close on the property. They always close on the property. There's never there's never the issue, you know, at the, at the last minute where there's a financing issue or something, you know, or they disappeared or they got cold feet or whatever. I mean, you know, at Avid Management Group, you know, when we go under agreement to purchase a property, we close on the property. I mean, there's never there's never an issue um, with with funding, with financing, with you know, last minute questions or concerns. We've looked at the looked at the deal up front. We've evaluated the deal. We've went under agreement, and then we're waiting for the closing company, uh, the settlement company, to be ready to close out the transaction. Typically, that's a three to four week um, <clears throat> time frame. But you know, you're, if you're working with go-to buyers, you're not going to have an issue uh, with getting that deal closed. Uh, However, you know, if you've secured a property, if you're a wholesaler, you got a property under agreement, um, you're, you're working with a, a homeowner, you know, they're banking on that on that deal to close because you went under agreement. Um, you know, typically when we go under agreement direct with a seller, we, we use a sales agreement that's as is no contingencies. Um, so when we've secured, it, of course, it's contingent on title clearance, but that's on the seller. Um, um, that's on the seller to, uh, uh, you know, clear the title. Actually, it's on the settlement company to clear the title, but it's the seller's responsibility um, to pay the mortgages, liens, back taxes, you know, things like that to provide clear title. But we we buy the home as is uh, with no contingencies. We don't put contingencies in there. Some some speakers, some some coaches will tell you, um, you know, oh, just get a sales agreement and put some, you know, contingencies contingencies in there, you know, contingent upon inspection or buyer's partner's approval or, you know, these all, all they'll give you a whole list of BS contingencies, which which is you're out if you can't sell the property. Terrible idea, in my opinion. If you're gonna if you're gonna go under agreement with a seller, if you're gonna go under on a sales agreement with a seller, then that seller needs to know should should know that you're gonna close on that property, that there's there's no issues. So, you know, when we go on when we get a sales agreement, it's as is, where is, you know, they clear the, the title gets cleared, we close on the property, no issues. Um, if you're not able to do that, you know, again, check with your real estate attorney, but you can use an option agreement. You can option the property. Um, but again, you know, in the past when I've optioned homes, it's full disclosure to the seller. You're not using a sales agreement with, with contingencies. You're using an option agreement. And the explanation to the seller is, uh, in, in my opinion, what I've done in the past, it's like, hey, Mr. Seller, you know, this home isn't a good fit for, you know, my company to purchase. However, we work with, you know, a whole group of, of other real estate investors. If you want, you know, we could secure this property. We can we can go under agreement uh, with with this option agreement, which gives me the option, not the obligation to purchase the property if I can pass it on to one of my other investor friends. So the seller, you know, looks at that. It's like the seller knows up front that you may or may not purchase this property. <clears throat> the seller knows that there's a reasonably good chance that you're going to close on that property, but the seller isn't giving up all hopes, you know, with a sales agreement. So again, you know, you want to make sure you're doing this business legally. You want to make sure you're doing this business ethically and, and you want to make sure you're doing, you know, you're moral in, in what you're doing, in my opinion. Um, 
you know, set the seller's expectations properly. You know, when you're working with your buyers, um, you know, make sure you're providing them, them, you know, good deals, good opportunities. And again, you know, when it comes to wholesaling, um, especially, you know, in Pittsburgh and, and areas like Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, you know, I always say Pittsburgh's a big city, but it's a small town. And when you're in a, in a business and industry like real estate investing, you know, a lot of people get to know, um, you know, other folks in, in the business, especially with the internet and, and social media and, you know, the Real Estate Investors Association, you know, a lot of people know, know each other, know each other's business. And, and, you know, if you're going to build a business as a wholesaler, um, you want to make sure that, that you're building that reputation as that good go-to wholesaler that provides real value to their buyers. Um, you don't want to build that reputation as a wholesaler where uh, he's just passing garbage, trying to get a fee. He's just throwing any crap out there um, that, you know, that he can get an option on or a sales agreement on and, you know, seeing if, uh, if somebody will pay him more for the property. Do a little bit extra work. Um, do the, do your proper marketing up front, and and make sure you're securing good deals, good opportunities uh, for real buyers. And you know you'll be able to to build that that wholesaling business. So um, can you do a part time again? Yes, you can do you can do wholesaling part time. Uh, can you do wholesaling full time? Yeah, it's a it's a full time business. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of wholesalers out there that you know that's the bulk of their business is wholesaling properties. So. Um, you know, it can be done on every, any level. You know, I know, I know there's, uh, there's a lot of investors out there, you know, like, like myself and, you know, my company, it's like, you know, we don't actively wholesale properties, you know, we're, we're focused on, you know, building our portfolio, building our, our long-term plays, um, you know, focused on our, our equity partnerships, but every once in a while we get a lead that comes across or, you know, an opportunity that comes across. It's like, yeah, you know, it's not a great fit for us, but you know, we can secure this. And I know, I know this, um, I know this friend of mine or this other investor that, you know, it may work for them. So, you know, maybe a few times a year we wholesale properties. Um, you know, so it's something that, that, that can be full-time focus. It's something that can be, you know, if the deal makes sense, let's, let's secure it and properly secure it and set the expectations and, <clears throat> and wholesale the property. So, um, that's, that's the bulk. That's, that's my take on wholesaling. Um, you know, it's, uh, again, you know, just, just, you know, make sure that you're, you're legal, that you're, you're state specific, that you're using the proper documentation, um, you know, make sure that, you know, when you're working with sellers, you're setting their expectations properly. Uh, when you're working with buyers, make sure that, um, that you're, uh, um, that you're providing good deals, that you're providing, you know, real opportunities that, and, and build that business, build that, build that list of re repeat buyers. So, you know, that's it. That's what I have on wholesaling. Um, you know, and again, I thank you guys for tuning in. If you find value, in the message, in the uh, information that I'm delivering. I'm not asking for anything in return other than, you know, share this, uh, send this link to a friend, um, share this on social media, um, you know, help me spread the word, help me, um, help me build the following here. That's all I'll ask for in, in return. So thank you for that. Thank you for listening and have a great day.